NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And this just might be one of the best worst jokes ever from Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Duff McKagan. We're just going to jump right into it. Here we go. Hey, Chris Jericho. It's, uh, it's Duff McKagan calling you. Uh, I'm in uh, beautiful Oslo, Norway, home to uh, countless fjords and uh, a lot of pretty heavy metal music, uh, you know. Uh, nice day here. I was just uh, calling to tell you I found my first uh, gray pubic hair. And uh, normally things like this wouldn't bother me, but uh, it wasn't my egg McMuffin. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> Duff always... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he's always on it, man. We love having Duff, uh, Duff McKagan call in every single week. Um, one of the greatest bass players in rock and roll history from one of the greatest bands in rock history, but still takes the time to call us every single week with Duff McKagan's Joke of the Week every Friday, no matter where in the world he is or what he's doing, like heading home after wrapping up Guns N' Roses' sold-out summer tour of Europe. Now, they're going back out on the road in November, so you still have a chance to see them this year if you haven't yet. Uh, and another great rock and roll show to check out right now is hailstorm they're on the road within this moment and new year's day kind of a three female fronted band package uh, they're out all summer long and hailstormrocks.com has all the ticket information hailstorm are touring behind their brand new album vicious and this week we're talking about the making of the new album with lizzie hale and guitar player joe hottinger uh lizzie's also sharing experiences about being a female in a world dominated by men and why it doesn't bother her in the least she and joe have road stories studio stories and a couple of awesome spinal tap moments mostly involving lizzie's brother and band drummer rj and speaking of summer tours Fozzie's touring Europe right now as well. We're doing the Wacken Festival in Wacken, Germany today. Uh, tomorrow, headlining show in Berlin. And then we have Bochum on the 6th, Schaffenberg on the 7th, the Leyendas del Rock Festival in Alicante, Spain on August 9th. And then we finish off August 11th in Alcatraz Festival in Belgium. Get there early. We're the first band on the main stage. And then, of course, we finish off with another main stage performance at Bloodstock in England, Canton Park in Walton-on-Trent, Derbyshire. And then we come back to the stage 
States to start another leg of the Judas Rising Tour starting August 24th in Atlanta, Georgia at Smith's. We got Adelita's Way, The Stir, and Stonebroken joining us. FozzyRock.com, all ticket information, and is the place to buy tickets for Fozzy's world-famous VIP meet and greets. We do a mini concert for you. We take pics. We sign stuff. We do songs that you're not going to see later on in the set. We do cover songs. We do uh, all of our hits. We do whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, come hang with us before the show for one of the best VIP meet and greets of the business. And don't forget, we continue on on the 25th in Birmingham, Alabama, 26th, Huntsville, Alabama, 29 Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, 31st Little Rock at the Revolution Music Room. Uh, then we're in Joliet, Omaha, Des Moines. Go to FozzyRock.com to check out all ticket and VIP information. And we're also doing the Rock Allegiance show in Camden, New Jersey on October 6th. So much stuff coming up as we uh, wind through the Judas Rising Tour. And Hailstorm getting ready to do the Vicious Tour. Here they are right here. Long time coming. People have been waiting to hear Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm on this show for a long time. You want it. You got it. Here they are at last. Hailstorm. All right. So uh, let's do the obligatory uh, mic check. I'm here. You are here. I'm Should here. Be check, check We're all here. Sibilance. So I'm here with Lizzie and, and Joe from, from Hailstorm. And this is uh, a long time coming. People have been requesting this cool. for a long time. That, that's awesome. I'm, I, hopefully we don't disappoint them now that they've been waiting this long. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I was just that's ta- what we've been waiting for. We pulled up here and our bus was like on the side of the road. And I got here on my own. And the first guy I saw was Joe. And you never know who you're going to see at the festivals. Because I know that you guys were on... A couple of these, but we're doing yeah. like four. And so it was just like stupid dummy guy, me. I'm like, I could have just looked it up and went, hey, yeah. Hailstorm yeah. is here. Dude, Let's do we're, a We're a the worst with that, too. It, it takes like till like maybe the day before or if not day off, like, oh, cool. Mm. What are you doing here? Oh, you have oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. playing. And, oh. <laughs> and that's the last time I <laughs> saw you guys was at Aftershock last year. Yeah. yeah. Remember just Sacramento. Just ran. Now, I have a bone to pick with you, Lizzie. Uh-oh. I get here and they give me my uh, pass for the show. Yeah. Oh, I'd have to say that's that Lizzie Hale is now the I'm now the official face uh, of Rock USA. Wow, yeah. But this is last year's hairstyle, though, isn't it? It yeah. is. It is. So they're they're a little bit they're behind. But did you even know this? Good. No, I did not know this. There you go. Sully is going to be so mad at you. <laughs> he is. He is because it it, it was going to be Sully's face and, <laughs> yeah. and something. <laughs> Contractual obligations. Totally, Listen, totally, I need a bottle yeah. of vodka. I need some grapes. And I need my face <laughs> I mean, on the I, pass. I, and I need my face in the past. <laughs> but you do. You always different hair. Yeah, you know, it's like it's one of those things where I, for a couple years I had it consistent, like one hairstyle for like six years, and then I don't know something just snapped one time. <laughs> I, just, I went off the deep crazy. end. I went off the deep end. <laughs> and started changing stuff. But around. I always find that's the best way to do it, yeah. though. Is is always like uh, reinvent and stay. Like if you have the same look for years and years and years, you get more longevity when you change things yeah, up. That, yeah, that's what I think. And it, well, it's funny too because I went for I went for the chop first, so I, like I went super short. You know, and then so as it's growing out, it's just doing its own thing, and and so it's forcing me to keep changing. Yeah, so it's not it's not me. Hair. My hair is a mind of its own. So yeah, yeah. But that's <laughs> good. I mean, it's funny do. too because even on the official Rock USA face of the show, Lizzie Hale, you almost got like a little David <laughs> Bowie thing on your face, which, which I requested as well. As well, so <laughs> that's what we're talking about. I'm the, that big of a diva. The yes. Bowie change, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's right. So and yeah, we were talking earlier. Is that you, is your home area? Yeah, I grew Oshkosh. up. Uh, oh yeah. 
my grandparents lived here. My grandpa was the assistant fire chief in Oshkosh. Oh, don't wow. You know. So he used to take us to the EAA. Do you know what the EAA is? No. It's uh, the Experimental Aviation Association, maybe something like that. But they have a, every July, it's around this time, they have a big air show. It becomes the busiest airport in America, this little Oshkosh <laughs> airport. It was awesome, though. He, we used to sit on the runway and watch, like, a Concorde came in and landed. Yeah, and, yeah. like, they had a stealth bomber you got to kind of tour and look That's at. That's the stuff that you're super exciting back when you were a kid. Yeah. And now they, people just play games, yeah. video games yeah. with that going I, I on. Think, yeah. I think you would still be just as excited if you could do that. Go look at the stealth bomber again. The stealth bomber. Yeah, something tells me. That's so random, though. Like, it, hometown gigs are always kind of hard, too, though, right? Yeah, you got to... It's family time. And, Babysitting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> sometimes, you know, my, my family, they've been coming out for years now, so they kinda, they're they cool, mm-hmm. and they they get it. In the beginning, though, it, it was kind of like, you know, backstage, there's kind of a, some unspoken ethics, you know, of things you do and don't do, and you don't just go running into other people's dressing rooms, for example, <laughs> or... You don't try to fight the security because your son's on stage. <laughs> like, they have to learn that, though. Yeah, they do. They have to learn it and you right? go through a few bumps in the road. And I had one. There's a couple yeah, rock star I had, I had moments. Some, your your I extended had some cousins. Extended cousins. Like I thought they left, and I was like, "Cool, they're you know, all right." Just get coming on, and like the headliner security came back and like, Joe, uh, we need to talk to you. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, uh, we found your cousins having sex in Chevelle's dressing room. (laughs) (laughs) They were just living it up, man. Just living that rock and roll life. But that's the thing, like, when you get people that don't understand, like, the etiquette. Like, you know, we're long-term rock and roll people. You understand there's certain things you just don't do. Etiquette was the word. Etiquette's the word. Thank Uh, you. We had a a bass player who, who was filling in. We did a tour with Slash. And the first thing is like, hey, this is uh, this is our bass player, and he's like, oh, can I take a picture of the man? Can I please take a picture? I'm like, dude, you don't take a, ask to take a picture the first time you meet Slash. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe at the end of the tour you yeah, take right. one then, but just not that. Like, like, you know, it's like, oh, and it gives as a long time where you're just like, you can't yeah. have sex in the dressing room and don't, don't take a picture with the headliner, <laughs> right? Amazing. But how did you guys meet then? If you came from Wisconsin and you're Pennsylvania? Um, well, we both met in Pennsylvania because yeah, I went to high school in Pennsylvania. Okay, I left Wisconsin here when I was 13. You know, you know, we just kind of realized this is only in the past like two years i guess we never talk but (laughs) but um but our our my first gig as hailstorm and his first gig um in his in his high school band we were it was in the same month just counties apart so we were kind of like oh wow we didn't know each other then Uh that was in middle school we were on the same path just parallel somewhere yeah somewhere finally did you ever hear of each other's bands I had not. No, no. Okay. definitely didn't hear. Of, I, uh, I, I did not hear about Joe's new socks. No, no what was, I did not was the name of your band? <laughs> Joe's new socks. Joe's new socks. <laughs> Joe's new socks. I didn't name it. It was the other people in my yeah, band. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> whatever. We, we have yet to hear the real story. <laughs> uh, Joe's new socks. Yeah, interesting. They have to be my socks. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about prima donna. Yeah, you want yeah. your face and on then, the pass. And he my wants new socks for every game. <laughs> but I know we, we we did an interview years ago uh, from El Radio Show, and you were saying that you were almost like a like a rock and roll partridge family that you oh, grew yeah. up in. Like your parents were in a band, or uh, no? Well, my dad, dad? Was, my dad was a bass player in like the seventies, eighties, but like cover band stuff, and mm. and he, he he always told me he's like he's like yeah, you know, my, you know my keyboard player was on the uppers, and my you know my guitar player was. <laughs> on pot and it's like and so he had this whole thing when we were growing up he's like he's like you know obviously don't do drugs lizzie don't do drugs but if you're gonna do drugs <laughs> make sure your entire band does the same drug because that's he truly believed that was his downfall but i found some old tapes and it was like uh no they were they just weren't really any good yeah. yeah it just it wasn't it wasn't the drugs dad um but no uh, so he'd been a ba- you know a bass player for years and and he 
you know, got a real job. My parents waited 10 years to have me. So they just like went all around the, the country and moved different places. And um, after I was born, got a real job. Um, then, you know, when I was 13 and my little bro was 10, we're 10 when we named the band Hailstorm, we had our first show at the Schuylkill County Fair in Pennsylvania. Um, it was just the two of us at the time. And, and you know, you go through that phase where it's just like, well, well, dad's a bass player. He could totally be in the band. <laughs> He's a and, hail. And then, and then you turn like 15, 16 and it's like, Hey, hey, little bro, it, it's not cool to have dad in the band anymore. It's <laughs> just not cool. <laughs> so we're like, we had to sit dad down and be like, we're going to find some people our own age. And he was a little bummed. We're like, you can still come to the shows though, dad. You can like drive the van. So merch if you yeah, drive yeah, the yeah, van. Somebody, somebody's got to drive us there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was, it was very, you know, it was that type of thing. But it's so weird because my brother and I talk about that all the time about by having that kind of family core. Now it's like, our crew is basically like there's uncle Mike and there's mm -hmm. Noah and there's our cousins and whatever. Like everyone is kind of family. So the, the so actual that literal family. Uh, no, it's not oh, literally, gotcha. but like road family as road family. Yeah. Like it's still spend has more that time mental. with the, our crew and then we do real families. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing of us being on the road. Like yes. I told you, we've been off for a couple months. Um, yeah. and, it's like weird. You, you miss your dudes, but you don't. But as soon as you see them, it's like nothing's changed. Oh, yeah. It's like, ah, we're back Best. again. We, you know? We're on this uh, very this hilarious group text always. And it's my it favorite just, social it, network. It's just <laughs> no matter what. Because we're all just making fun of each other. And then like this one time our girl Detroit was like, when is our next show? Because I can't like talk to my people, my my normal friends, my normal family. It's like they don't get the humor anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. has completely evolved into just this communities so. culture that yeah you know every yeah, every band has its own little culture each band yeah. has their private jokes yeah. too yeah you know, you the hailstorm jokes you <laughs> the fozzy jokes yeah they don't really mix with other bands no, sometimes it doesn't work <laughs> we'll be crying laughing at something and everybody's like what, what? is that funny <laughs> now, do you guys like with, with your crew are you able to retain them or you just got to call them and say we got a tour coming up hopefully you're available no we've been uh we've been pretty consistent for That's years we've had yeah. the same guys for three detroit's been with us how long eight now? years nine or ten nine years, or, no yeah ten i think ten years actually. and mike has been with us five S or six six same six. With so important though right yeah, yeah it's best like we all have a flow and a vibe mm -hmm. you know and things just move well yeah and plus and, and also too like yes you you know that things move but it's just on a personal level oh yeah, yeah. well it, it, it's it's things to, like obviously you have to have talent people on your on your crew and in, in same thing in your band but it's like in that same mentality of your band, it's like you can be like the greatest guitar player in the world if you're a dick. Nobody wants you on their bus, yes, you know. So exactly. It's like, and and what we've learned is that over the years is that like one negative person, it's like a cancer. It spreads through the entire thing till all of us are, all of us are just like bummed for no goddamn yeah. reason. Yeah. And so yeah, you really we, gotta yeah, we've watch spent out for a lot that. of time curating. Like we have like our core guys that have been with us, but just finding new people, it's tough. Like sometimes you luck out and find someone, but then or you have a guy that's so good at his job like you were saying but he's just like a day. we had a guy working for last time we played rock usa here in oshkosh um we had a guy working for us and the next day some of our friends were playing and they're like yeah the hands were all like oh hailstorm sucks because this one dude in our crew like bitched oh, out the locals yeah. or something which is like we try not to have that vibe and like if you're yeah. whatever he doesn't work for us anymore but well you, you can't have that you no know, yeah. it's and it's unfortunately ridiculous. like to to roadie is like and and to your crew like you are representing the brand yeah. too it's not just it's not just about you know in, in the same aspect is that it's not just about us playing and people listening we all get to do this together we're all enabling each other to, right. you know to do what we love same thing with the crew it's like you know you're representing us in yeah. the band you know and that whole thing yeah, was just a bummer to hear like oh yeah all the hands were pissed 
and about us, you know. I've gotten because that guy yeah. was a dick. Yeah, I've gotten calls. I got a call one time from Phil Campbell from Motorhead, who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy that said, "Hey, man, this guy from Fozzie's an asshole." And they went down the food chain. So, like, when Phil Campbell called me, <laughs> I called him. I said, "Phil, call me. This guy has to go because if it gets all the way to that level yeah. of a good friend of mine, but why is Phil hearing about our bad reputation?" Yeah. You know it's yeah. getting uh, yeah. Uh, some, yeah. you know, some mushroom well, cloud well, from it. And you know, like uh, you said, like whisper down the lane. It's yeah. like by the time it gets to like those people, they don't know it was a roadie. They think it's that you. it's Lizzie and <laughs> Jericho or assholes. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, yeah, so. so right now you guys are kind of doing um, just a few shows here and there. You're in that, that strange area where the album is done, yeah. but it's not released. Yeah. But you got to get out there. How, how is it? Uh, is it a lot of shows before it comes out? Or is these just kind of warm up no. gigs? These two, and then we, we our one... next show after this is we play. It's the day of the record release. Oh, yeah, day of the record release. Yeah, so, so, yeah, these are the last, go back two, and... the last two in purgatory. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's when you play a couple new songs, which you want, mm -hmm. and people are always kind of just looking like, hey, no, there's that's cool. cool. We, we haven't really heard <laughs> yeah. You don't know these ones. Yeah, we're gonna do one. And we, we've been playing two new ones, but they're out. There's like the pre release songs. Mm hmm. And we're going to do a, a new one tonight that we've never played out before. Okay. So that'll be yeah. cool. So that'll be fun. New record is called Vicious. Yeah. And when this airs, it will be out. Cool. Yeah. We'll buy it now. Um, always exciting to make a new record. Now you have to say what every band says. This is our best album we've ever done. It's the best we've ever made. <laughs> yep. Hope, you know, honestly, like, hopefully it, it, all, it, it keeps going that way. Like for us, it's like we never, we've, we're a band that gets, we get bored with repeating ourselves. So mm -hmm. we never want to do that with every record. So hopefully it, we just keep pushing. And as long as we think it's our best record. <laughs> but I think, I think you, you, know? you, you, you have to have that vibe and have to say that because if a band ever went, this is definitely our third best record. Yeah, no, but I think that's, that's like, good, actually. Like, okay, it's not really uh, giving me voting well for one of Yeah, we, uh, we tried real hard. Didn't quite, you know. Yeah, didn't quite nail it, but we're going to put it anyway. We're going to put it out anyway. Hopefully, out. hopefully we fool Screw you guys. <laughs> right? But yeah, so, so the one thing that we had in common from before is for the Judas record, we worked with Johnny Andrews, and I know oh, yeah. he did a lot of work with you guys. Yeah. But uh, Joe, you said you have a new a new guy in, in tow now. Um. Yeah, we, we uh, Nick Raskolinix produced this record. Right, he's, right, right. He's uh, awesome. He's He's Rush one of the guy. bona fide real rock and roll dudes out there, you know. Yeah, yeah he he did the new Al the last Foo three, Fighters too. Foo Fighters, last three Allison Chains, some Deftone records, the, the corn, last, the last record. corn record. Yeah, he's yeah. got he's, he's he's got some cool exciting things coming up that we can't talk about. Yeah, and he I mean he's <laughs> I'm just so, I'm proud of him. He immediately became like we're like cut from the same cloth, Nick and I personally. Like, <laughs> you know, we're we're just kind of the same kind of dude, and he has this great energy, and he was immediately just like the fifth guy in the mm -hmm. band, you know, and. Um, cause we were kind of lost making this record. We, we wrote a bunch of songs yeah. at the end of the last album cycle and they were really good. I know they were good. They would have done fine. I'm sure done fine on radio, but it was like, like you were saying, like they were okay, yeah. you know, and the, it wasn't like pushing us forward. It was kind of a rehash of yeah. stuff we'd already mm -hmm. done. And, and we were like, we don't, I don't know if we want to do this. And we showed him to Nick and we were kind of had that vibe. He's like, yeah, this isn't the hailstorm record that I want to hear. He's like, I, you haven't made the record that I want to hear you make yet. And, uh, which, which is, is, is cool to hear, but it's also a little bit like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I agreed with him because yeah. we haven't captured the energy on a record yet that I think we could. Well, I think we did this time finally. Mm -hmm. And we tried on the last record with like playing live together because we, we know we have a great energy live, but it's such a different thing in the studio and you don't sure. want to make a live record. Yeah. You want a studio recording, but how do you get that energy of like a live show? And Nick had all kinds of yeah. tricks and, Really, I think it just, he started, he was just like, all right, 
we don't want to do that. We know what we don't want to do. And we were like, we don't know if we got it anymore. And mm-hmm. he was like, who's got go to, a riff? You go down those rabbit holes in your head. You're just like, sure. like damn it. I hate everything I do. Oh, can I even do it anymore? Yeah, do I even so... deserve to be here? What the hell is going on? <laughs> I don't even you deserve know? to live. Help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he had a bunch of like awesome little tricks, like just to get that stuff mm-hmm. out of us, you know, and. And like Joe said, you know, we just kind of, he stuck us in a room and he's like, all right, every day, like, this is like, we started with like practically nothing, like every day. All right. Who's got a riff? Who's got an idea? Whatever. We you know, we'll start there. Go from there. Right. You know, and um, when, when you, you record know. your vocals, how do you record them? Like the question being like, do you, do you have the mic on a stand? Do you? Well, I, I've done it many different ways, right. but this, this time, you know, um, in the studio with Nick this time, um, he had me just like in the room with him. It was a mic stand. It was uh, mostly an SM7, so which is just you know. Yeah, I yeah, gotcha. I was just wondering anyway. when you're talking yeah. about the, the live side of things. Yeah. I started just uh, just having like a handheld yeah. rig, and you actually we, moving it around. You know? We did a lot of that. I didn't I didn't necessarily move it around because I have a tendency to have like mic control thing, and that's well, not. Well, you play so guitar too. Yeah. So yeah. So so he had a lot of those things as far as vocally too, just like. Um, uh, as in he had a strict like we're not going to fly anything policy so every section is sung meaning as no a no punch-ins no punch-ins wow. well so it's like well no like like so let's say you sing the chorus perfect <laughs> that one time you don't fly that to the next chorus yeah yeah i got you yeah of course right and and each section is sung as a performance so he would have me do like even if we were just working on the verses you're doing the whole verse from beginning to end. We're not punching in and because I want to hear that bloom mm-hmm. because down to the very minute detail, he said something that was kind of an oh, duh moment. He's like, well, you know, we're not going to do this as a live record, obviously, but to get that kind of energy is like, think about it. You're going to sing that second chorus differently than you're going to sing in the first one. You're not, you're going to sing the end of that verse differently if you had already if you came from the you know beginning mm-hmm, of it sure because that's what you're going to be doing live and and at the end of the song you're going to be wanting to bring it home because you've already have all that experience in your head like singing the song so you want to like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so i want to hear that and then there were a lot of times where i would be doing a scratch take for the guys like we would kind of map out a song and then you know to like just a kind of a scratch guitar and, and a click i would sing the song so that like rj would know where we were in the song kind of thing um i think it was hard novocaine where he he used most that he's like he's like oh no i like this take better i'm like but that's when I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just doing it. He's like, that's exactly it. Because that's why, right? we yeah. went back to sing the song and you're thinking I have to be a singer and I have to like mm-hmm. be on key, whatever. And uh, all that stuff that goes through your head. And so he like made sure that we kept a lot of those moments. It so. is cool. Like when you work with, with a new person, like for us working with Johnny, we, we'd always self-produce. And when you get that other voice and like, like you said, like this is good, but it's not good enough. You can, you can do better. Yeah. You know, yeah. it really does. Like it, it's, it's a real kind of, like you said, oh wow moment when it actually you nail like you can really learn from from oh, yeah. working with different people. We we did things in the studio that like we didn't think we could really surprise ourselves anymore. And Nick brought that up. It's same thing where it's like we're like, oh yeah, that rocks. And he's like, oh no 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 no, I've seen you guys live. I know you can sing higher, harder. I know you, you can play faster. I know your brother is crazier. We got to up it. So he mm-hmm. just kind of took everything that made us who we are, that we're like, that's good. And he's like, no, 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 time's 11 now, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So that was fun. But that's important because you guys are at a, at a, at a not a peak, but like you guys have grown every record and almost at that precipice of being a legit, like arena level oh, no, that's sweet. headlining band. So it has to be better than the last. Yeah, ho- yeah hopefully yeah. you're right. Because you, know? <laughs> you see it happen all the time where a band will make a record and it just doesn't miss the mark and they start, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, hopefully... 
we'll see how this one goes. We we went over to Europe, Lizzie and I, and did a bunch of press, like did a little press tour for like four or five days, did like hundred some interviews, and the a lot of those journalists had just had heard the record. It had just been mastered right before we went over there, and it was cool getting the feedback. And it seems apparently we made a really heavy record. We didn't even realize we we're just mm. we were just chasing down what excited us and. Um, they're like, wow, this is really heavy. We didn't expect this. And they loved it. Like the reaction was, it was really like awesome. Overwhelmingly positive. So we're like, where's the catch? Where'd the haters go? Come on. Well, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> like when you, when you put out a record, you like, you hear it and you, and you like it. And then you go through the phase. Well, I don't even know if it's any good anymore. And then when it's done, you're like, I hope Hopefully everyone else likes good. it. Someone yeah. else is going to like it. And those first couple like listens, you're always kind of scared of what people are going to say, <laughs> you know? That's I a know, fun right? feeling, though. Well, it's yeah, like, and when they do like it, it's funny though. When you do those press tours, like I did one in, in Germany a couple of years ago, it's like, I do not like this record as much as the last one. Why is that? Why is that? <laughs> well, I can't, I can't explain <laughs> that to you. Yeah. Gee, thanks you know, a lot, but right? You know what's funny? Like, uh, um, we we had a lot of people, you know, uh, that said, you know, that our last album was a little lighter or whatever ended up happening with the last record, and we're still really proud of that record. Um, and so whenever they bring that kind of stuff up, just like, oh, I love this so much better than the last one. It's like, well, good, you know, yeah. and some people will like the last record more than this one. And, the, right. and and honestly, like it's all of our albums are just like snapshots of where we were at in our lives. Sure. So it's like, yeah, that we got that out of our system. Now we are on to the next thing. The classic, I don't know what we're going to do next, but <laughs> we'll the, find out. It's the classic Paul Stanley quote. It doesn't matter on what floor you get on to the elevator and what floor you get off. Thanks for joining us for it, one. Whether analogy. it's from the bottom to the top or whether it was two floors or whatever, thank you for coming. And when you didn't like it, you split and thanks. You yeah, know? hell yeah, you know? man. That's I've awesome. i heard that. That's cool. That's yeah, a good way to you know, it. Paul Stanley with his confused just little bits of things that he says. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. That's a, that's a good comeback to next time somebody yeah. says something about it. It's I've like, used it before. Actually, Paul Stanley. Yeah, yeah. Really good point. Yeah. <laughs> NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Did a, I did the press tour for Judas last year in uh, maybe it was Kerrang Radio or something in, in England, and um, they said, "Oh, so it's really cool that like bands like you and Hailstorm and have, have started like this whole new uh, style of music." And I'm like, "Well, what do you mean? It's like like more of like a rock and roll fun type of a vibe, like just pure rock." I'm like, "I wasn't aware that that." Our two bands had started a whole I, new trend. I, I, I did not realize but, that as well. But yeah, it was one of the guys. We talk about this all the time. We love rock and roll with a smile, man. Yes. Like, that's the bands that we grew up yes. listening to. It's like, it's supposed to be fun. It can't right. always be serious. So, yeah. You know, like, what, what bands are you referring to that you guys liked when you grew up? Um, I mean, one in particular, I mean, Van Halen yes. is the most fun yeah. band ever. Yeah, like, they kind of invented that shit. I mean, that whole era was just yeah. Yeah. fun music, party mm. rock, you know, and. And it got a little dark in the 90s, and a lot of that darkness is still around, and people just writing Meh, bummer songs, which is cool. Some of them are just so amazing, and they really yeah, hit great. on something. But yeah, like, well, like when the darkness came out, that was like such a, Dude, an amazing like breath yeah, of fresh air to such me. Such a great, like you said, such a great yeah. switch. I remember yeah. that came out in 2003 when solos weren't really popular, and that song had three solos in it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love this band <laughs> this already. Hell amazing. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's what you want to do. Like, like 
like you said, rock and roll with a smile. You know, yeah. like even tonight there's a couple cameras and you smile and you wink. And I'm like, I feel like David Lee Roth, but that's good. That's good. That's yeah. the way it should it's be. A good feeling. We 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 uh we have such a great time on stage, just the four of us, because it's like it's still just kind of we we still just plug in and play and so you know things can go horribly wrong <laughs> and things can go amazing and and it's it's that ebb and flow and so we're, we're like we're like we have this weird i mean we've all known each other i mean obviously my, my little brother and i have known each other for our whole lives but we've been a four piece for 15 years so like same same lineup same, that's same impressive lineup. too so uh so like we'll be on stage and we'll be making fun of each other like with our eyes the whole time like oh, that was you <laughs> you <laughs> I know that. i heard that um that kind of stuff and it's just fun you know that's all we got into it for and so you know you, know, you don't want to lose that you mentioned rj we did a like a metal allegiance show last year and uh, at the nam uh convention oh, yeah. and so we were playing riff raff and riff raff everyone wanted to play riff raff and, and rj like whoever the musical director was put rj on the drums for riff raff so we were rehearsing it and you know rj like he's bouncing off the walls and he's like playing all these oh, fills yeah. and all this stuff and i was like dude stop i said this you gotta listen to the beat of this yeah Cause there's nothing happening. Boom, top, boom, top, boom, top, da, da, boom. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll check it. I said, go home and listen to it. Really, dude. He came back the next day and he nailed it. And he's That's like, awesome. who would have thought that the hardest song of the set was yep. the ACDC was the song. ACDC oh, song. Yeah. oh, absolutely. And that's be why it's hard because it's in the pocket. There's yeah. no fills. It's just boom, da, do, da. You know? that, it's hard to do that simplistic right power stuff you know it's easy to fill up space mm -hmm. you know and i i, I he and like i singers talk holding out a note one note is like that's hard you know yeah and but like no just hold out a note once and like, yeah just keep the on big ones it. they just can't do it right right you're right and what were you saying you're talking to your Sorry. brother oh no like my brother and i talk about that all the time just comparing like yeah no it, it's you and me bro because mm. as long as you and i are solid Yes, no matter right. what happens you that's know? right oh so is that so, how you guys do it because you're good rhythm guitar drums not bass and drums um as far as locking in i mean we have we have an amazing bass player he's we call him the human super glue so when things get chaotic he just kind of he, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. one that kind of pulls everything together but yeah but th like honestly like the bottom line is that yeah. you know if i'm sucking and or rj is like it's highly noticeable and that's yeah, we if a can't singer hide behind or a that drummer stuff, so. in a band isn't cutting it mm -hmm. the, band, we, the whole band we try not it. to think about that too much because of pressure but you know <laughs> we do we do is. talk about it you know in, in that same aspect that you were saying about fills and just like no like it's the you know the hardest thing to do is keep that together yeah. you know so. that's one thing we really learned from johnny was like we always had a tendency we're, we're musicians right you want to play you want to yeah, show that course. you can yeah. just do an <laughs> instrumental part and he would cut stuff out and like our biggest song called judas has no solo and back in the, you know, you got to have a solo. And he's like, why? Why do you need a solo? Doesn't make the song any better. Doesn't add anything to it. He's like, yeah. Yeah. it's got an instrumental part, but like you learn stuff like that. And it's like, it's not sometimes what you play is what you don't play it's, and just yeah. letting the groove take control. Exactly. We've done that a lot uh, live too, depending on, um, depending on the, uh, the, uh, whether it's like an arena thing and depending on the sound, like if there's like a night where, okay, this is. This is an arena night. Everything is going to be bouncing off, off the wall. So, like, we end up simplifying sometimes. Simplify. You know, simplify, like, mm, our the parts, the beats, really? the parts. I mean, like, sometimes, on, on, sometimes, on, depending on the show, chords, that kind of thing, depending on the show. Just because we know it's like, okay, you can do all the, like, RJ can do all the ghost strokes he wants. No one's gonna hear him, you know. And if anything, gotcha. yeah, no one, no one's gonna. Hear, it's like it's all about that yeah, boom ka, you know. Open sound up. like let's try to sound like we belong in an arena. Yeah, say pretty that. much. Like, <laughs> make arena rock, you know. Right. And, yeah. Because uh, you, you can hear everything in the little clubs, and it's cool. But 
to play that arena, you just got to play all that slap the room, back kinda. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different world, you yeah. know? Like, it's, it's crazy. It sounds we played a, a rock festival in Tampa about a couple months ago, and it was one of the first, or maybe the first arena show. But, you know, you feel like, like oh my gosh, you feel like Mick Jagger. Like, this yeah. is it. Yeah. And there's, like, people everywhere. And it's just, like, that's the true test of a band. Because, like you said, small yeah. rooms... You can take control of the room, big room, to get control of the big, big, big room. Yeah. You really got to be on. Yeah. yeah. What's the biggest tour you guys have ever done? Um, you done some arena I, tours. I mean, headline yeah. tour was the, probably the last one, right? We did like, yeah, the yeah, last small one, arena the tour. one coming up. Uh, it's the, the it's like we're like moving into like <laughs> hockey arenas and stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. like the smaller arenas and towns, which is cool. Have you ever supported someone on a big arena tour? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we've done a bunch. Like we toured with Eric Church, which was huge, really? sold out arenas yeah that's interesting how did that come about um i don't know he, he asked for it yeah, yeah. He, kind he, of a rock and country he, guy he's yeah. a rocking dude and he wanted a band to kind of come out swinging for this tour and and he even made a point to like first day a tour he came in our dressing room and he's like all right what's the set list look like like uh this he's like he's like no ballads i don't want to cater the, to the audience at all i don't want no twang no nothing wow he's like i want you to come out swinging this is what you're here for and so we did and it took like three songs yeah we had to win a cry it was we had to fun win over. We had to win. It, it, it felt like it was like oh five all over again first starting a tour like okay because you, you i would go out with right and we would like come in swinging with like love bites or something and uh and you'd see like all these good old voices in the front row just mm -mm, just like cross arms looking at me like uh-uh and then like and then by like the third song they'd be like nudging their buddy be just like hey yeah you know it's actually kind of cool and then by the end you, you when you get them I'm like ah oh, i got you you it was great it's such a cool feeling i i, I missed it you yeah. know i didn't realize how much i missed that i love tours like that. that though where you gotta you gotta earn it you know yeah. and and uh, I'm glad we did it because we got it. We're like, really? Do we want to do that? It's like country. We don't play country. Yeah. And I don't know. We don't know anything about that. And it was awesome. We, and there's still a lot of people that come up and say, oh, I first saw you. See, I first saw church. you there. Yeah. Like you said that, like any, you know, when you're preaching to the choir, that's great. But it's when you can win over the fans. Yeah. Really, we, yeah. we did one show with Motorhead. Uh, maybe 2006 or something. There's one guy that he's like a typical, like a motorhead yeah. dude. Like, I don't want to hear anybody hear ever, but motorhead <laughs> and arms crossed. And like at the end, kind of nodding. And at the end, gave us a little thumbs up. And I was like, to that guy gave us a thumbs up. Yeah. It was oh, the equivalent fantastic. of a normal person, like jumping up and down in the air. Yeah. But I mean, to get that feeling is that's what, that's what it's Absolutely. all about. Right. Absolutely. You know? you know, and it's funny too, because like people don't realize is that most people, if it's good, it's good. Mm -hmm. most, most people aren't like, I only listen to metal or I only mm -hmm. listen to country or I only listen to pop. It's like, if it's good, it's good. So like, if you can put yourself in front of somebody like that and kind of be like, oh, see, okay, awesome. Sure. That's good. I will appreciate that, you know, kind of thing. So I've always thought that like, if, you, if you're a good rock and roll band, you can play with Slayer or Bon Jovi or Eric Church or Justin Bieber and people will get into yeah. it. And it's yeah. a good challenge. We have an amazing booking agent that, you know, has been with us from the beginning and he's always into like, all right, it's not because it's never been about the bottom line or about the money for him. It's like, it's always about, okay, what's next and what haven't we done? Building and the what brand. should we do? Yeah. You know, and, and, and doing some weird stuff like that is, is right up his alley. So, and I know Joe is, and you guys got a tour coming up in this moment and oh, yeah. New Year's Day, which yeah. I think you've done before. We did yeah, it this we spring. <laughs> we did, we yeah. decided to do it again. All three bands with, with girl singers, yeah. Yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. You know? It's fantastic. It, what's really neat is like you see like Ash from New Year's Day and Maria from In This Moment and Lizzie, like they're three women in hard rock and or metal even at times, and but they're so different. Like it's not like, oh... You yeah. know, they're, they're each like queens in this totally different aspect of the genre. Like Maria is really theatrical, and mm -hmm. and um, 
Ash is like kind of like this More punk, gothy, yeah. punky gothy emo, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, punky, yeah. And Lizzie's just like this rock and roll, rock and roll whatever the hell I am. <laughs> yeah, and it's really cool. There's so many, uh, you know, for a genre that typically hasn't had too many women in it. Like, yeah, it's cool to see that there's this big spectrum. Did you ever happening. have any, any issues with that, Lizzie? I mean, because always like, not, not like you just mentioned, not a lot of rock bands. Although there's yeah. so many great ones if you actually know. Oh, absolutely. Did you ever have an issue with that when you were starting? Of like, um, oh, it's yeah. A girl. I mean, it, it was kind of like an evolution of of me trying to figure it out because I, you know, I grew up in a household where like it wasn't even really discussed that like, oh, when you get out in the real world, there are going to be people that think that you can't do this because you're a girl, <laughs> or that it was always just like yes you can do anything you know so my my childhood uh naivete uh was actually a kind of a weapon for a while because i just had blinders on like oh, i'm just doing my thing cool up until like when we first started really touring as a band like i'm like oh great i hang with the guys cool you know and uh first couple instances and this would happen on, lo on a local level too um and I ended up kind of using that as a, as a weapon as well but like there would be these hands or local people or whoever you know at the venue and uh, I remember specifically, um, I would be restringing my guitar side stage and uh, looking the way I do. And, and uh, multiple times people would come up like, oh, that's awesome. My girlfriend never does that for me. <laughs> Like assuming oh, I'm there, wow. or there would be, or there were a couple times where, where they would look at me and without even blinking an eye, just like, oh, and the merch tables over there, if you want to, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and you know, like whatever, I, I never got upset at it, but I would always be like, well, just wait because they don't know I'm getting on stage. And then you go on stage, you do your thing. And then every single time, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I assumed. Um, so then you get into like, the, you know, when we're shopping to labels or like the industry thing, when getting onto radio. And then, you know, we heard it, you know, from practically every label on the planet that we showcased for was, hey, we love what you do. We think you guys are talented, but we don't know what to do with you. Um, there's no girls in there's rock. There's no girls in so rock we can't right really now. And that's a hard, that. well, they, they would be saying it's a hard so sell. Stupid, right? I know it is. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. But that's what they would say. And then they would go one step further. I hear from the radio guys like, hey, you're going to have a hard time because if a PD already has another girl, that means that you're not really going to be on that, right? Evanescence because they, puts they out a filled, new single. Well, what, that's the thing. The, you know, it's like they've filled that novelty spot is what would happen. So anyway, so then you go through oh, that. Cute. that oh, yeah. adorable. Um, so then you go through that, like, stage of it's no longer naivete. You, you, now you realize what, you, what you're up against. And so there's this almost, like, teen angst defiance that goes along with that was like well that's ridiculous i'm just gonna do it anyway mm -hmm. and then it's amazing on this tour to kind of be a little bit on the other side and and at any one of these festivals i'm i'm no longer the only girl on the bill right i'm no longer the only girl at the festival um and and not just on stage but there's you know i mean on this tour alone there's there's two female tour managers they're female lighting directors maria has all her dancers i've never been surrounded by more estrogen in my life <laughs> but it's cool to be on stage and maria and i talk about this all all the time same thing with ash and uh we didn't realize how important it was you know for us to do this not only for ourselves and to kind of like see each other thriving in our own you know yeah. empires but it's amazing because in the audience um it flipped it's usually like 60 40 male female you know in in these audiences that we normally play and it is completely the opposite of that there are more women that are in the audience and it's all i mean like what he was saying before it's all the same moments it's all the same hard rock moments 
but it just so happens to be genderless because it's just they're all the girls are doing the same but, thing. It's so crazy, you know, to like see, see that, that firsthand. But that's like it's it's so funny because as we're talking, I'm like I'm was am on the same boat coming from wrestling. It's like well, a wrestling oh, yeah, guy right. can't be in a good band. Wrestling guy, oh, yeah, and then that, as you persevere. And suddenly you have a couple hits and then that wrestling persona, which is basically just show business working a crowd. Yeah. Suddenly like Jericho's a great front man. Well, because I took all the qualities from rock and roll into wrestling, then brought him back to rock and roll. That's awesome. It's the same thing with, with it's like, okay, fine. Okay, I'm a girl, but let me show you what I can do. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. I, I had Living Color on this show and they said when they first went to, the, I think it was Warner Brothers, they escorted them to like the 12th floor, which was the R&B floor. Oh no. <laughs> it's like, no, we're a rock band. It's like, no, you're not. Like, you know, you can't be a black guys in a rock and roll band. Yeah. So there is so always weird. that kind of preconception when yeah. something is different, but then when something is different, that's how you can really make it to the next Absolutely. level. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, and, and I say this always, you know, as, as a girl, like what, cause I was like, what's it like? Is it hard? You know, it's going to be hard to make it no matter what gender you're in. You know, it's like, and there are different obstacles that maybe I have to go through than some of the guys, but ultimately what was a, an, to my advantage and same thing with you is that you have that flip that mm -hmm. isn't normal like i wasn't another you know yeah male fun dude in a band. band yeah and but but also it's like same thing with you you're bringing something so different to the table that once you get kind of past right. that hump you know um once you get over the yeah push you know, the snowball over the that's cliff the, yeah. that's where the iconic shit happens i heard that from pat benatar pat benatar was like yeah man it's like you're in this like stage right now where it's like everyone's like super excited everyone wants to root you on then you need to go through this this very long stage where everybody hates you <laughs> and nobody cares that you're putting out music but if you can make it through that she's like that's when you're in your big house and you're sipping your big glass of wine <laughs> and that is the iconic shit and she's and she's like I will, cool. I will personally slap you if you do not make it to that so I'm like yes when did you yes. meet her to talk to um, her i i we had this interview together this was in uh 2012 when we first revolver went, yeah revolver did this uh there's this thing where it was a rebel meets rebel is what they called it and so it was like me interviewing her her interviewing me but it was so funny because our mediator just was just like I'm just going to walk out of there because we just started talking and we, d we yeah. didn't have questions, but like she was really cool. So cool. Yeah. It's so funny. When, like you said, like, you know, there's no girls in rock and roll and you go through the, through every decade has as a dozens yeah, I know. of like yeah. back to like, you know, Janis Joplin and Grace yeah. Slick and then you're going through Legendary. like Dan Wilson and you're talking about Pat know, Benatar and Joe Jett. And that would always be what I say. Just like, wait, what about all these yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> How was it uh, when you guys toured with Lita Ford? That's kind of a cool. oh, that was awesome. Did you invite her? Um, or was that put together? Yeah, or? we we had been we had been talking for a while about doing something, and then you know she had the time, and and uh, that she's was a trip, man. She's, she's awesome. awesome. She's still she is still like eighteen, <laughs> like perpetually 18 and and she looks great like she gets up there and she she gets in her evil Knievel like <laughs> one piece leather yeah. outfit every single day and she just gets up there and rocks out and she's just like truly it's like it's all about rock and roll for her she's like does it rock good she's got great stories oh she's she amazing and stories, she right? has no problem telling yeah. you all about the, down to the minute detail you know but, who's got a bigger dick? Yeah, <laughs> okay. just randomly in catering. <laughs> know. You know who's got a bigger? Now I can't unknow that, Lita. Come <laughs> right. on. Whenever I see this person. Yeah, but we uh, we we'd be funny because it was uh it was uh my myself and Lita Ford and then we had Dorothy out opening mm. and and so you know and Dorothy is up and coming. She's got an amazing voice and so it was just really neat to hear like we would 
we would have these like little meetings in the hallways like every day like we start talking about stuff and I would say like oh this just happened to me and she's like oh I remember when that happened to me and then Dorothy would be just like oh when that happens to me <laughs> so it was just it was this neat like kind of three-tiered like we all were having the same experiences but on a different level and that's cool. um, so yeah it was cool and, and now Lita just actually just texted me because she got her hair done and she's like what do you think I got it so it's kind still of neat. girls right still, yeah. yeah still girls at the core you know how is it for the two you guys like uh, being the two guitar players in the band putting together your parts and all that sort of thing um, uh, we're in the middle of that right now that, for yeah. all the new songs uh, we're actually this is the first time doing it this way we got all the tracks from the studio and like loaded them into our studio at home and took the guitars out but left the drums and bass on and we're trying to like we're, we the four of us we don't use tracks on stage or anything so it's just the four of us which is and, rare yeah but apparently and uh and it's so it's the four of us interpreting what we did in the studio yeah. that's a live show if you're doing us. like 10 tracks of guitar on a song how do you incorporate that into two so we gotta we figure it out and you know so you don't play every part <laughs> but and sometimes we switch each other's parts like yeah. you know we, we we just decided that on this one song where it's like oh no you'd be better playing the the lead here than i'll do the rhythm there and it's like okay cool yeah. that's just yeah so it's 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 all about the dance too like okay so if we're gonna make this moment it's going to be easier for you to play that and me to play this. Yeah, or like, don't come in on the chorus. Don't come in on the chorus Till the chorus. Till the chorus, make like, it bloom. Yeah, make yeah. Make it bigger. And right, right, right. So, we can, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to do that. Just kind of like, all right, now i got to rethink the songs and how do we make these moments happen live instead sure, of sure. in the studio. And, do, you, and do you play a lot of leads? Um, I do. Uh, you know, not... not uh, he's, he's just so much better at it than I. I have a... I have a different approach to to leads. I, I come I come to everything from a vocal standpoint. So if mm. I can't physically sing it, I don't understand it. Gotcha. You know. So it's like I'm not a huge shredder. I'm working on that. I'm I'm actually I'm in the process of learning Randy Rhodes leads right wow. now because I just want to immerse myself into it. Um, you never stop learning, right? But uh, so yeah, so it just it just depends. Like he's Mr. Fast Fingers, so but it depends that's good, on what. Though you want to have the, the division, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yeah. She's got like a vibrato that's insane. It's like a Tom Kiefer vibrato. Wow, wow, mm. it's and. She's got her own it's sound. Wide. It's awesome. Yeah. But I always like that, like when you like when James Hetfield would play a lead, like in Nothing Else Matters, or Orion, or like Paul Stanley plays yeah, a lead, dude. like in Black Diamond. It's just cool, like the, the rhythm guitar player. But the, when yeah. you get a few of those those real uh, monumental, like you said, the sound of it, it's a little bit of a different vibe to it. Yeah. It's cool to do. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate it. And I, you know. Um, I'm I'm one of those people that I I never want to even though I'm the lead singer I'd never want to step on anybody's toes mm -hmm. and so I'm always just like until I'm needed I'm just here. No, you I mean, know? you're great. Or, we or, do a lot of improv, not a lot. Yeah. but we have improv moments on stage, which is my favorite because like jamming just, moments, sort of. Yeah, yeah we we'll just so he'll force me into go it. off on this, <laughs> you know, like, and go <laughs> try to make a moment. And you start talking to the you know the voice, the four of us up there in front of a crowd and trying to make a moment that we've but never done before and that's music is alive to me then it's yeah. like you're on the edge of your seat it's pure expression and you know i'm gonna do a solo and, and then, listen to me and we're talking to each other with rhythms and notes and try to build up and this tension and release and and then you know, we all have to somehow figure out how to communicate how we're gonna get yeah, out of it too land, which is which is somewhere. could go horribly wrong but she jumps in and she'll do she'll take over and do some solo which is fun for me to get back on the rhythm and then we try to I don't know. It's just talking musically. But like you said, that's where the music comes alive because, you know, when you do a set, especially if you're supporting somebody, headlining yeah. a little bit more, you know, leeway, but yeah. when you're supporting, you get 45 minutes. Okay, that's eight songs. 
these eight are working the best. Yeah. yeah. And these stage raps always get reactions. Yeah. But you have to, you know, you you have to make sure to always have a song. Like we, we use a lot of tracks, but there's a couple songs where there's none because you do want to elongate it or shorten yeah. it Absolutely. and do an extra long solo. What's the crowd like? What can we do? If you don't have that, it becomes very sterile. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, and it gets boring. You know, you do the same thing yeah. every night and you're not even thinking anymore you right. know and and uh that i remember that happened to me back in like 2010 uh this we we're on uproar and like it, i remember we had Where like a 30 set, minute set yeah. 25 minutes or something so we, just stick, so we were sticking it. to the moments that we had one record out and sticking to the moments that we knew worked and i think we were playing alabama or something i, I got like bored on stage i was going through the motions i was like oh no i was like yeah is this over for me like did i just like <laughs> and so I was all worried the next show that it would be like that again. And and I realized that it's not really about us. It's more about I had my fun with the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. like trying to make people laugh in the front row, throwing yeah. picks at them. And it's like, oh, no, this is great. I just I was I was looking but at it wrong. You gotta live in the moment of it. Yeah. too, Because like you said, no matter even if the set is the same, the crowd is always different. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I mean, that's why I hate rehearsal, because God damn it, I have to sing. I get off again. Um, <laughs> but but every night it's new, you know, because it's new people and they're and they're and it's great to like you know, hear them singing along or whatever. And something that's interesting though, that you just said that like, I don't know if many bands really realize that that do kind of go through the motions is that people can tell when you're bored. And it's like, if you're not having a good time as like what we say before rock and roll with a smile, if you're not having a good time, no one else is going to have a good time. You're right. You're right. It's like, and, and to the point where it's like, there are some, there are some, uh, some days like we're like I don't know you'll be sick or something and we're just like oh, I'm just kind of singing angry but it's okay because yeah. You know, then as soon as you say like screw it everyone's like wow that was like the best performance yeah. I've seen you eight times like seriously yeah, really that's you know, like that human element you to get it, that all you know? the time I, was, I had a bad night on stage or I didn't hit those notes like, who gives a shit man yeah, yeah. you know you want perfect rock and roll listen to the record exactly you want to have I a agree. good time just have uh, fun you know my, one of my favorite rock and roll moments was then when uh, Aerosmith finally got to play the Grammys with that don't want to miss a thing song mm-hmm. right the one number one hit that wasn't even theirs but um but he but steven teller missed the entire first verse oh <laughs> he yeah. came running out and like just to hear you i'm like was like he, yeah to get lost awesome. backstage or something just, yeah like he couldn't find the stage something was going on and the, and the band everybody started and was like where's steven we're like i think the song should have started by now that seems like the intro he just came running out i'm like and it made my heart so happy to see that because it's like these are legendary yes. like, musicians that should probably have their shit together and sometimes that just doesn't work out you know so i, I saw I the stones play in 2013 or 14 and it was it's only rock and roll and dude i don't know what happened but mick was in cleveland and keith was in pittsburgh <laughs> really? and charlie's in denver it was so off like it was i was like they've played oh, this no, song forever. since 1972 probably a thousand times oh, and, and they all just got together and charlie just kept playing and mick's gone like he's done care so they yeah. got to catch up to mick so they all just gathered around like like an old school rock and roll band yeah. and just watched charlie and then Daryl got into Center. it and then Wood and then and then Keith and you could see Keith just laughing like thinking like this was the shits but hey <laughs> we awesome. got it back it took yeah. about a minute but even the stones yeah can, have those can f- like that yeah. right That's have you ever awesome. had any of those moments like you like you mentioned the Steven Tyler like a Spinal Tap type rock and oh, roll yeah. moments oh totally yeah I, I think our entire <laughs> ride has been one big Spinal Tap moment we used to start the show with just Lizzie singing a cappella um, from off stage she would start 
I'm in, you know, this like 45, maybe it was like a minute long acapella thing and walk one out of, on stage. And one of those uh, weapons we were talking about before where it's like, no one's expecting me to be in the band. So let's just start with me. Right. And everyone be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so continue. we start, we're waiting and we look around we're like, where the hell is RJ? And like, where's RJ? And we go, Lizzie. Skull. <laughs> so I had got, I had gotten to to like the point where like RJ is supposed to kick everybody in, and I look and it's like nobody. And their side just like to keep going. So I'm like, I had to make up some shit on this just person singing. in the front like, row. I'm like Nebraska, you know, like I don't know. And it's like you see the- RJ. He was in the RV at the time. We were in an just RV. Doing just doing He comes in like where's the running. stage? <laughs> Jumps on the kid. Boom. We're like, all right, here we go. It was awesome. If people only knew the stuff that happens, right, to oh, make a show, yeah. we, it, play, we played this little place, I can't remember, like someplace in West Virginia, and it was like, it's called like Munchies or something like that. Munchies, if you're listening, uh, last time I mentioned Munchies, they got mad at me, so uh, apologies, but it's just a little, it's a little roadhouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, it is what it is, and, and, and it's like they're playing a great guarantee. I'm like, really? We're playing, just, oh, just play the show. Okay. So they give us a menu. And Frank, our drummer, ate something on this menu that we claim was like mountain shrimp, um, some kind of shrimp that came <laughs> right before the show. He's just like, oh, dude. And he runs into like it's one of those ones where there's not even dressing. We got to go through the outside. Oh, no. And he ran into the woods and like our intro is playing. I'm like, like, dude, like you've got like two minutes and 30 seconds and you're in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing out there. And like you said, we come back in and walk in. He just came running in and jumped down on the kit and played. It's amazing. And after the show, I'm like, like, what did you do? He's like, dude, I grabbed a bunch of leaves and I had some oh, bottled buddy. water and I made it work. It's That's like awesome. the show must go it's on, right? It's funny with the drummers, right? Because I remember <laughs> RJ locked himself into that dressing room. I remember yeah, we played that line. upstairs. In, but also in, in we're like, home, RJ, we got to go on. And he's like, I'm in here. I don't know how to get out. So this was in like, um, so this is this is back in the day this, when we were playing locally and uh, in our hometown there was this like music store but like above the music store there was a venue but they also used some of the rooms for like guitar lessons or whatever and they gave us some of those for like dressing rooms so RJ decides to get changed in one of these things so he walks in he shuts the door and I guess it locks yeah, as soon as you shut it and the guy the venue owner didn't have the key because that's for like whoever was going to do guitar lessons for the next day so like he literally had to unhinge like the the hinges on the door to get him out because we had to go on. It's it was like, an operation, on, buddy. Uh, uh, yes, life yeah. on the road, right? Oh, like yeah. I said, if people only knew. As we wind down here, Joe, you mentioned to me before that every Friday you listen to uh, to new music that yeah. comes out. Like, because for people that don't know, that's when the new releases come out every Friday. So, like, what are you going on Spotify? Or are you looking for bands that you know, or just I do I do Spotify and Apple Music. Like, I have I subscribe to both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're I use them different. Like, do you keep an eye on what's coming out though, and have a list, or what? How, how do you no, know? I do, like um, like Apple Music has genres, you know. So, uh, like Susie Cole runs the hard rock genre there and the metal one, so you can just She's pick awesome. the genre and see the new that you can go to the new release section and see whether it's a new song or a new album that came out. You can find it for just hard rock or just metal or the rock one. Is, to me, they miss the whatever. I, I, alternative music is alternative music, and it's like alternative pop almost at this point. Mm-hmm. It's not why some things are labeled rock. I don't know. Right. But um, but then you go on Spotify and check those new releases and uh, you got to like look at the pictures and like, <laughs> does that look rock and roll? What's that? And it's just like a different, it's weird. I don't, whoever pays who or whatever, however it works, you always get like a different feeling of what from it. it. Yeah, what's what's being pushed and what's coming out and whatever. I, listen, I try to listen to it all and just... Which is rare because a lot of bands don't listen to anything new 
like you know, like Scott Ian will say, I haven't bought a new album since 1985 or something like that, right? <laughs> but I mean, do you find that that helps you with your writing or just with with your knowledge or? Yeah, just to see what's going on. And uh, like last week, I, I was, you know, I was talking about it with you earlier. Just like it's, I find it really interesting because. The, the girl who does Spotify rock playlist, um, Allison, Allie, Allison, Allison Hagendorf. Yeah. She's yeah. Awesome. She tweeted something or put something about young blood whose record just came out on Friday. So I went to find that and listen to it. Cause I was curious what she was pumped about. And it's cool. It's like a He's like a British, like 21 pilots almost. Mm-hmm. And, and the record sounds amazing. Like sonically, right. you know, like just listening in the studio. I was like, ah, oh, man, the low end stuff is just so low and pure and it's just really well, a well put together record. And, and I went from there and I went over to Apple Music and the Hard Rock and was like listening to some new songs and the songs are cool and they're it's cool rock songs and stuff but they sonically a lot of a lot of these new rock songs don't sound good you know mm-hmm. like I mean compare but it makes sense like we were saying it makes sense like you go on the Youngblood record and it's all these samples and and triggers like perfect sounding instruments that were put together you know and then sure there's a ton of money spent on the mixer it was a it's a major label release and a lot of the there's major labels aren't releasing that much rock so the new rock that comes out is usually independent and just to record a rock album and record drums and do all that is like correct it's really expensive it is and yeah. to do it right and to yeah. do it well is really really expensive and i'm you know we're just we were talking about that in a rolling stone interview the other day like it's got to be like one of the reasons why not as many kids are Getting, you know, starting rock bands and doing that. Why do you that. think that is? I, I think it costs too much money to make it sound good. Well, that and and, and I think I, and I think sonically, I mean, as kids are getting, uh, we're kind of like this whole generation is kind of super babies because they're growing up with autotune. They're growing up with everything being perfect, everything sounding fantastic. So I think that honestly, they can like, do it on their own. It, they can do it on their own. All in the but, computer. But, like, but think point. about it this way: like, even just discovering new music. Um, do you want to hear the new like Kid Krupa that sounds amazing? Like the bass is just amazing and like whatever and everything's perfect. Or do you want to listen to some like local band in rock, you know, that it doesn't. I mean, I think that that's like a subconscious thing, too, like where it's like if it doesn't sound pleasing to the ears, they're not really going to listen to it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still working on it. Yeah, we're still working on a theory here. Those days of going to the studio and spending two weeks on tuning the drums are gone. I still like that stuff. I I know. That's like magical. We were just talking earlier about how every trigger on most rock releases are still still Lars the snare sound yeah. is still Lars always yeah, snare from the black album yeah, right? and I was talking to Charlie from Anthrax he goes where did you get the trigger and it's like dot 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 from Sad But True yeah. that was like every producer's dream fill because yep. it's just the snare and you could just take that and drop it into every single rock song if you wanted to which we went th- through that phase but then every song sounded the same yeah, yeah. that's true that's you know true. so there's that side of the coin of it as well and you're right though because like our manager runs the Lakewood Amphitheater in Atlanta and he's like you know rap and country is the new rock and roll. That's where you see a yeah. lot of the younger kids. Yeah. Absolutely, and, so. and because it's it is. I mean, especially with the rap right now, it's it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's fresh. It's angry. They're putting you tattoos know? on their face. I know. Which, it's like, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> oh my god! Because, and like it's shocking. They found a way to shock. <laughs> yeah, they found with a tattoos. way to shock people. Yes. There's been a couple bands that we've toured with that have had the tattoos in their face. I'm like, dude, I wish you all the success in the world because if this rock and roll thing yeah. falls through, it is a pretty good guarantee that there's no plan B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you really got to kick your stuff into gear, get a facial tattoo. That's right. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, of uh, Greta Van Fleet? You mentioned Allie. She 
loves Greta Van Fleet. They're awesome. They're an amazing band. They're really good. And yeah, and they're really great live too. They're like great they're live band, again. and I, you know, I, I, it's fascinating to me. Like, just regardless of whatever, they're a great band, and they're playing rock and roll, and they are like going through the roof right now. And mm-hmm. I, since we started, since our record came out in '09, I don't think there's been a rock band that like, that quickly that has, yeah that has taken the elevator. <laughs> high speeds up you know like like i was telling you earlier like our our career path has been just a slow Mm. build over years and years and years just super slow and these guys the lowest (laughs) the lowest setting on on you know like us you know on a treadmill it's like i don't really want to go uphill but i'm just gonna keep there's one there's one lower than hailstorm saying that's fozzy setting (laughs) because we're right behind it oh we did it oh yeah (laughs) but you're you're right like the Greta Van Fleet with not even a full album yeah Um, Yeah, the thing I I mean obviously there's a lot of other Zeppelin but to me I don't really care because there's a whole generation of kids that might have heard Led Zeppelin maybe they love Led Zeppelin but a lot that don't and this is a living breathing and they aren't doing it anymore yes yes exactly someone's got it young band that 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 kids can latch on to because they're like literally 21 years old yeah and we need that type of a yes. band to continue the ball rolling Young for kids for, for rock and roll and rock and getting yeah. other yeah. kids into rock. Like, absolutely, yeah. it's only good for everyone else. So when these like rock elitists are like, "Oh, it sounds like," like, yeah, shut up, who cares? Yeah, like it's catchy. These, they're doing and they're good. It's good. Yeah, and if they play arenas at twenty one or twenty two, that's just another band that that yeah. like yeah. raises the water for the rest of us. Because if not, Metallica's not around in. Well, maybe in 15 years, but the Stones won't be, McCartney won't be, yep. you know, Guns N' Roses, Someone's got to carry it on. Someone's got to keep building yeah. that level. Yeah, to, to everybody who, who, whenever Greta comes up and to anybody that ever, like, says to me, it's like, yeah, but it sounds like Zeppelin. Oh, yeah? You try to play Zeppelin. You try <laughs> yeah, to play right. like that. That's because right. these 18-year-olds are, you that's know? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's great. I hope, I, I know they're making a record right now. I, I hope it's it, done. And I hope it's, what it I does really well What I was saying, too, is, like, you know whoever's behind that has sniffed the fact that we have a potential arena band here oh hell yeah they will put everything into it to make sure it's good like the yeah. record that comes out it's not gonna suck because there's too much money at stake for that band to, I, to, to make it you know that's awesome i like that that's, i hope so that is I'm a, excited I, hope, I hope that still works and we're talking about it like yeah yeah it's great yeah last two questions one just for you have you ever met uh joan jett lizzie no i'm about to though okay uh what what is in august we're, yeah beginning of august we're yeah doing playing a show with, her for, with her for the first time yeah it's just it's, a random show it's yeah, yeah it's it's crazy because like i've gotten to meet so many of my my idols over the year and I've, I've gotten to meet the Heart Sisters and I guess I've Pet Benatar and Stevie Nicks and all of that it's like I haven't met Joan yet so of course it's uh, it's at the phase of uh, my hair growth where I kind of have <laughs> I'm going to be such I'm going to be such a fangirl or at least I'm going to seem like it um, just but, wear a leather yeah, bodysuit to like, leotard yeah, like, oh, yeah. Damn it. Our, our agent is cool our booking agent because he like we we opened up for Dio for Heaven and Hell on the last show that Ronnie Ronnie ever did in New Jersey and he just knew that it was the last show of the Heaven and Hell tour and Coheed was on it but they couldn't play that last one and we happened to be passing through on a day off. Like do you want it? I'm like yes. He's like I know you love Dio. He's like so if you guys want to play you know I can put you on that. We're like hell yeah and it was a great experience, but like he does that, he's like, I'm checking another one off well, the he, list for you guys. Yeah, show he, with he, he called us up and he's he's like, you know, I remember when we first met, like you really wanted to meet Dio and and Joan Jett, so like we we got to do the Dio thing years ago, and and, and here you go, like he's like he's Joan such Jett, a yeah. sweet dude, like he's he's been like an uncle to us forever, and and um 
And so, yeah, he's just he's keeping all that stuff in mind, which I think is really cool because it's not like it's not again, like I said, we have an amazing team. It's not just about like, okay, where's the where's the dollars and everything. Keeping it creative and keeping it fun for you. It's funny because I remember you guys did a cover of Did You Straight Through the Heart? Yeah. And when that original album came out, they asked us and something happened we couldn't do. But I remember Rich and I were discussing what song should we do? Like, oh, dude, we should do Straight Through the Heart. And then we couldn't, it didn't, it just didn't work out. And then you guys did. I was like, you know what? It's better we didn't do it. That Hail song got to do it because it's pretty badass. Yeah, that's a great record. (laughs) What's your uh, last question for you guys? What's your favorite song on on the new record, Vicious? Oh, on this new record? It's hard because it's all Yeah, well, it's, it's super new right now. Um, well, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with one. It's gonna be the the last track we put out before it comes out. It'll be out a week before uh, the record drops. It's "Do Not Disturb." It'll probably be a single. It's such a good song. Lizzie wrote it, and it's just like a head Great turner. It, it and it's like it's like you gotta you know, go there. You we gotta have, go we, there. Hailstorm has yeah. sex songs. Lizzie sings about sex, but this takes it to like a whole different <laughs> level. <laughs> and Six it's like you, sex you hear it, and you're like, oh my. God, did she say it's that? Ba- like, it's ba- awesome. It's based on a true story, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the video now, just close-ups of those old 70s do not disturb signs yeah, on the yeah. hotel door. Oh, yeah, the 70s. <laughs> you see? We got to look that up. Yeah, so yeah. you can do it. What's your favorite? Um, right now, um, it's actually the the title track because we haven't we haven't played it out electric yet, but we've done it a couple of times acoustic, and it's just... I, I, I'm just excited just because it's a good it's a good groove and and um, I'm excited to play that one. What's your so. favorite song to play live from all your stuff? Oh geez, um, we've been having fun with Misery. Yeah, it's our probably biggest Misery. song, but we always like free bird it out at the end of jam we, until we, nice. we free, we free bird <laughs> free bird it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's always fun and it's great to have it's we're we're super lucky to to have a couple songs that like you know if you played something like this somebody's gonna know at least one of them and so yeah. like to have that kind of stuff is really crazy um i've been having a lot of these weird moments and little bro and i'll talk about it a lot it's like remember do you remember when we were saying like man wouldn't it be cool if people like sang our songs back to, what i wonder what that feels like <laughs> you know we'd open up for these bands and like and nobody would have any clue about what our songs were. It's like, won't that be cool? And like, and now that that's like a part of our normal life. And he just said the other day, he's like, "Do you remember when we like f- were first invited on like buses? And <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. thought like, what if we ever have a bus? And like now a bus is like a part of our normal life. Mm. It's like it's so weird. We have a lot or of those seven kinda... dust guys that let us come oh, up yeah. on the bus when we were just kids in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, they, they took come up. Lejean was like, "Come on up, say hi. You guys want anything? It's like who does oh, that? Oh, yeah. God, we're, yeah, on the yeah. Bus. we're like, should we sit? Should we sit? What do we do? What do we do? I don't know what to do. Try to look all cool." Do you, you want some water? No, I don't want to take any of your water. I don't know. Is that my, good? Okay, I'll take water. You know, my like, first dressing room was a band called Kick Axe from Canada. Like pretty, they're nice. not huge, but to be in Kick Axe's dressing room was just like, you know, you're like, hey man, you know, you're like 14 years old. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up, dude? And you're like I'm the biggest nerd ever, but you're in the dressing room. It's yes, amazing. You know? I just heard the best uh, backstage story. Um, uh, from Johnny Dare of uh, of uh, the Rock of Kansas, Kansas City, City. Yeah. yeah, I love Johnny Dare. And uh, he said that his first concert was was Dio, and um and he didn't have backstage passes, but there, he's leaving with a bunch of friends. He's like fourteen. He's leaving, and he he saw one of the passes like on the asphalt, like just like sticky Stuck face on the down. Ground. And so he's like, ooh, you know. So he got it, and he like tried to like get it on his pants or whatever so we're always seen and he snuck backstage and he's like i didn't know what to do after that because like i don't i i knew i wanted <laughs> yeah. to get backstage but now that i'm back what do i do and so he's just running around nobody's in the hallway um you know and all of a sudden like there's like a crack in the door and it's, and it's dio so he's like hey kid you working here and, and he's like yeah he's like 
do you want to come in and see the dressing room? You know, it's like, and like, and he's like, he hung out with me for like an hour before he had to go and do like press and stuff. It's like showing me, oh yeah, this is like where the towels are and whatever. (laughs) And, uh, and I'm like, this is amazing. He's like, yeah, but he obviously knew I didn't work there. You know, I'm a 14 year old kid. He could see the thing coming off, but he took the time to do that. This classic deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. classic deal. Something we try and do, but I would have kicked the kid out. I know. I was going to say like, who does that? That's that's what I told him. He's like, who does that? You know, it's amazing. Well, thank you guys. I got to be backstage and, and, Hailstorm's dressing room today, yeah. and I'm going to be side stage to watch your gig. So uh, we awesome. did it finally. We did it. We did it. Thank, Thank you so, so much, much, guys. No, seriously, it's awesome. Delightful. It's always great so to talk to the uh, face of Rock USA. Yeah. <laughs> I will be posting a picture Rock of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get the new Hailstorm album, Vicious. It really is their best album to date. And go see them on tour. The show is incredible. Lizzie sings her ass off. It's an amazing triple bill. Within this moment, New Year's Day, hailstormrocks.com has all the ticket info, H-A-L-E-S-T-O-R-M, Hailstorm Rocks. You can also get the new record, Vicious, on their website, or you can get it on Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you check out new music. I promise you'll dig it. Uh, Thanks to Lizzie and Joe from Hailstorm for hanging out with me at the Rock US. Festival in Joe's hometown of Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oshkosh, big gosh. And thanks to everyone who's also booked a cabin already on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. We are loaded with great rock and roll shows from Fozzie, more live music from Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons will be there. King is going to be there. The Stir, the Dave Spivak Project, Spiwee, you've heard him here on Talk is Jericho. Dave Spivak Project nominated for Blues Recording of the Year at the Calgary Blues uh, Festival Awards. Congratulations to Spiwee. The Cherry Bombs, the Darlings of Rock and Roll are going to be there. Shoot to Thrill, the world's best female ACDC cover band. Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's best Ozzy Osbourne cover band. And if you book your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com, you get to see all these concerts for free. All the comedy shows, live podcasts, meet and greets, photos, all included in the price of cabin. And of course, there's the wrestling, the big main event, Alpha Club, the Bucks of Jericho, or is it Y2 Jackson versus the Bullet Club? Then we're also going to have uh, uh, the Impact versus Ring of Honor, Sammy Callahan versus Marty Skrull, just added LAX versus the Young Bucks. They're talking about dream matches. How about a live talk as Jericho with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Live talk as Jericho with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Condolences to the King about the loss of his son, Brian Chris. Christopher, uh, live talk is Jericho with uh, with Rey Mysterio and Conan talking about Eddie Guerrero, the life of Eddie Guerrero. Live talk is Jericho with the entire Bullet Club. Mick Foley doing his 20 years of hell stand-up show. The first uh, round of the Ring of Honor Sea of Honor tournament has been announced. Lethal versus Whitmer, Daniel versus, versus Delirious, Skrull versus Titus, Young versus Gordon. Then we got Mark Briscoe versus Ferrara, Page versus Kazarian, G Badaga versus Beer City Bruiser, upcoming guest from Talk is Jericho, and Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King. We got Keeping It 100 versus uh, Killing the Town. So much going on. The Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast with Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa. Beyond the Darkness there to scare the pants off you. Live comedy from Brad Williams, Craig Gass, Ron Funches, The Impractical Jokers. Special hosts, Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Cruise director, SoCal Val. Special guest, uh, uh, MC Noel Foley is going to be there as well. Book your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Come join the fun. We are going to make history in the inaugural voyage of Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. If you like wrestling, if you like rock and roll, if you like me, hi, I'm Chris Jericho. Come check us out, ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And we'll see you on Wednesday with the returning D. Snyder. He's got a new solo record called For the Love of Metal. He's going to be back on Talk is Jericho, and he has the gift of gab. One of my favorite guests will be here on Wednesday. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Until then, in the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy. <laughs>